What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game Devs Quest. Man, this is going to be a weird one. <laughs> it's just me. Um, as you guys know, Rhett's headed to Europe. Uh, so I'm going to be kind of steering the ship for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I feel like I'm just talking to myself. But today is the first day after the One Mechanic Game Jam 5 which was awesome. <laughs> uh, we had, I don't know, 110 people signed up initially, and we have 35 games submitted, which is pretty awesome. Um, the last time we had a much bigger turnout, but I think part of that is just because I was streaming a lot more. We were much more present online, um, advertising, all that stuff. So I'm pretty happy with uh, the turnout that we did have for, you know, pretty limited investment on our end which was pretty awesome so this this one mechanic game jam we had three themes like we have been we had um trick or treat we had evolution and we had rock and roll Rhett and i picked those i think last monday and it's really interesting like seeing what people make with the themes or if they choose to not use one at all um it's kind of interesting too hearing some people didn't like the themes um and that sort of thing but overall you know i haven't played very many of the games yet but it looks like a lot of people picked trick-or-treat and rolling rocks (laughs) uh i was hoping that we'd get a lot of like music themed games but it looks like people did exactly what I did, which is basically take the the words literally and make a, a rock rolling game. So I wasn't sure if I was going to be streaming this week, you know, depending on the number of, of entries. Like if we continued along the same progression and we had more than 60 games, I didn't want to spend eight hours streaming, but... We have 35, which is a pretty solid number, so I think I'm going to spend some time today streaming. I'll be releasing this episode probably in the next hour or so. Um, So if you guys are around and you want to see me play your game, head over to Twitch TV and look me up. Uh, Taylord is my name, 7-A-Y-L-O-R-D. So I'll probably be hanging out playing games for for a while. Um, Man, it was crazy. This weekend was... uh, was pretty wild. So I have to work most weekends, Friday and Saturday. I took Saturday off. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have been able to do the jam. And that was, God, that was so nice. Like I had a three-day weekend, which I haven't had in a really long time. And I mean, so it's definitely a bonus. Like I feel like I've been off work forever, which is nice. But I also spent a whole lot of time making this game that I, I made this weekend. I spent uh, 27 hours doing it. I'm back to tracking my game dev time, which is nice. I can't believe I spent that much time on this game, especially like for how simple it is. The mechanics are, are super basic. Um, so I picked the rock and roll theme. And the idea I had was to basically take Sokoban, 
um, which is a game where you, it's a little puzzle game where you kind of like have a guy on the screen, you move boxes around and try and get to the end of the level. But I put a little bit of a spin on it. It's caveman themed and you basically roll rocks to try and get to fire. And then after you get fire, you come back and enter your cave. If you hit a rock, it rolls all the way until it runs into something or it rolls off the screen. And that was kind of actually pretty tricky to implement. So if you guys have been listening to the show, uh, you know I've been doing web development, learning JavaScript. Um, and I took I took that into this game jam and uh, spent you know a week or a couple weeks learning Canvas. And so this time I used Canvas and JavaScript. I didn't use any kind of framework for game development. So I basically had to build everything on my own. I kept a, a very simple grid, basically just like a multi-dimensional array that holds types of tiles. And then, <laughs> wow, this is weird not having Rhett here. But yeah, it was just super simple. I, I made all the mechanics myself. I learned a lot about JavaScript, especially how to kind of keep the game going, like making the actual game loop. In Unity, you end up using you know, the update loop for each uh, script a lot, but you also utilize coroutines a lot. And you can kind of do that same thing with JavaScript, but instead of coroutines, you end up using like a set timeout or a set interval, which I don't actually know if it creates like a new thread or something, but it allows you to kind of run multiple loops, which seem like seems like it's concurrent. So, you know, for instance, I have the main update loop set on a set interval, which runs at 30 frames a second. And that helps dictate the little idle animations that I have for the fire and the caveman. But then also, if I push a rock, I fire off another set interval that moves the rock until it collides with something. And then uh, if it does, then it cancels that, that set interval. So it was, it was really good just getting in and, you know, kind of deep diving into these topics that I'm not super familiar with. And I think, honestly, after after spending the last couple of weeks learning Canvas and making, I guess, two games with it, I feel pretty ready to dive in and start using JavaScript in a web development fashion. So I'm pretty excited for that because when I had done JavaScript before, learning web development before we even started Game Devs Quest, I pretty much only utilized jQuery. And now everything is vanilla JavaScript. And it feels nice to just, you know, know how it works kind of under the hood and, and be familiar with that tech, you know, that's not not going to go away, you know, whereas like jQuery or something could potentially go out of style. So that felt really good. Um, one thing that was really tricky the thing that I, I don't, I don't know if I'd say struggled with the most, but just hard to wrap your head around was just how crazy it is to do a, a simple rotation on canvas. So like my rocks, when the caveman presses a, a button next to a rock and pushes it, it translates across the screen and that was good and all, but I wanted it to look like it was rolling around the screen there's like this little shine spot on the rock that you could see and I wanted it to, you know, rotate around and make it look like it was moving. 
So I did a little bit of work trying to figure out how it all works. Like doing a, a rotation isn't all that hard. There is a canvas rotate function, but the tricky part is that it rotates the entire canvas. So what you have to basically do is capture the state of the canvas before you do any sort of changes. changes. Then you have to translate the whole entire canvas into the position of the object that you want to rotate and then center that on the center point of that object. Then you apply the rotation. Then you translate back into the normal position of the canvas and you do a restore. <laughs> like all of that for just a simple rotation. And I mean, I guess maybe under the hood, that's what a lot of uh, game engines have to deal with is all these separate steps to just rotate an object. But I had never done that on my own before. Um, and it took me reading several articles and watching a couple YouTube videos to be able to actually get it to work. And once I got it, it was like so satisfying. I was really happy with it. And now, I mean, that's like a key piece of the game. The, the main mechanic obviously is just pushing those rocks around the screen. And like when I went back and looked at it before I had the rotations, it just looks so bland and boring. So I think it really makes the game pop. A um, couple other little things that I was really proud of is there's the way that like the way that I designed the levels, I didn't have like a, a tutorial really. I just tried to bake in the tutorial of how to play the game based off of the the levels that you're playing. So first I present you with the fire and the cave. And if you walk up to the cave and try to go into it, nothing happens. So there's kind of your clear indication, oh, maybe I need to grab the fire and come back. That works. Uh, the next level, I set it up so that you're really tempted to push a rock towards the fire. And if you do that, it puts the fire out. I thought that was kind of clever. Puts the fire out, and then if it does, it prompts you and says, press R to reset the level. And then if you press R, it just puts it back to the default state. So I got that all set up. And then as you go along, you start realizing different things like, oh, you could push a rock off the edge of the screen and that sort of thing. So uh, one of the most challenging things I ran into as well was just coming up with puzzles. I had a goal when I started to make 10 levels, uh, which I did. I'm really excited that I, I was able to accomplish that. But I'm not so certain that the levels themselves are very elegant puzzles you know some of them it's just kind of like i maybe it's because i designed it myself but i feel like you just push the rocks around in the order that they're given to you and then you're able to beat the level but i did hear from maddie though that some of the levels kind of tripped him up uh, which was pretty cool and then the other piece that i'm super proud of is the end screen when you finally beat all 10 levels you come back to your home cave and that's kind of like the, the end of the game that shows you sitting in a cave with the fire. And uh, I figured out that there, well, I didn't really figure it out. I Googled, Googled my way out of it, where basically there's a fire that's flashing. And each time the fire animates, which is just like twice a second, it moves up and down. The fire actually, you see the light kind of get grow and shrink. 
And so to do that, I had to I had to use basically a separate canvas as a mask over the top of my canvas with like all the tiles and the fire and everything. Um, and then in the middle of that, there's a circle that is not being drawn. And then basically each frame, I randomly resized that circle to make it appear like the the fire is, uh, you know, shining around the room. I really liked how that one turned out. I, I also really like the the start menu. Um, it's nothing fancy, but it just kind of shows you almost all the tiles in the game and like the fire and the caveman and the rocks are all animating. So, and, and you know, like doing that in Unity, it, it's super easy to just like drop those game objects into the, the screen and like let them animate. But when you have to do it in your, everything yourself, like I had to almost reinvent the wheel a couple times, like clearing certain things, like re, redrawing the entire map, like all this stuff that ended up, you know, taking a lot more time than I would have hoped for. But that's kind of what you get, I guess, when you have to do everything on your own. The other bit that was really fun was uh, I haven't, haven't done this since I teamed up with Rhett on an OMG jam, but I teamed up with a musician and I'm so happy with the music. I think it's very fitting, like it's very tribal themed and just, I don't know, it, it makes the game really seem like it's a real game as opposed to like if I made the music myself, <laughs> there would be no like musical element to it it would just be like notes slapped together and sort of sound like it could be a song so it was really cool um having like pro level music in there (laughs) uh so i worked with a guy named Kristen kirk he's a musician slash composer i think he worked with maddikins as well i haven't listened to i haven't played maddikins game yet so uh I haven't listened to how that turned out, but I'm super happy with my music. Um, he also did all the sound effects for me, which was cool. I think uh, some of my favorites are when you pick up the fire and when you enter the cave, they're like, you know, just different types of drums that get hit. And I think it's just super fitting. So really happy that uh, he was willing to work with me and he just churned the stuff out so fast. I'd be like, hey, do you think you could do this sound effect? And he's like, how about this? You know, like five minutes later. So it's a lot of fun. Um, and it, you know, took a lot of weight off my shoulders last minute trying to find sound effects and all that stuff. Because typically that's what I do. Like, you know, you get everything implemented that you want with code and art. And then, oh, snap, I got one hour left. I need to get sound in here. Uh, so I was able to avoid all of that. And also just kind of get his opinion on things. You know, I I gave him some ideas about what I thought the sound and music should sound like. And he just kind of took that and rolled with it. And then, you know, a couple of times we went back and forth about what we thought, you know, what warranted a sound effect and what didn't. So it was pretty cool. Um, I'll probably want to work with a musician or sound designer for future jams. Like... Uh, it would be cool to work as a full team uh, sometime, you know, like someone that's a programmer, artist, musician, whatever. But I will say having essentially full control of the game itself and then just have somebody kind of like help you reach your vision was was pretty awesome. But I'm sure, you know, I hear from My Secret Weapon about their team and everything going really smooth. Um, so I'm sure that that would be 
pretty beneficial to try sometime as well. And I probably not, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe not quite as time consuming. Um, so, I mean, 27 hours was, I'm surprised I hit that to be honest. Cause I watch a duck football game at, <laughs> on Saturday and I didn't start until Saturday. I did a little bit of brainstorming on Friday, but I didn't actually really get in and, and do much, um, until Saturday. So, but dang, overall, OMG Jam was so fun. Uh, I hope you guys had a really good time as well. It's always great. I feel like I'm improving. You know, I, I've been in this rut for a really long time uh, with game development. Uh, I think honestly sticking to a project for months on end without really feeling like I made progress was just demoralizing. And being able to kind of just like sit in the pocket for a weekend and hammer out a game just feels so good like you just commit you go all in for that weekend and then you go back to your balanced life you know so i really liked the game that i made i hope you guys like it as well if you have any recommendations please let me know i i think i'm gonna probably continue working on it to try and make it a little bit more fleshed out uh i was working on this kind of dungeon crawler game which i also might continue working on it's a lot of fun you know, helping me learn to get to the point of where I'm at now and was able to make the game that I did for OMG Jam. But I have some ideas uh, for my game. Uh, Like, I don't know, having some sort of plant or something that you as the player can't cross, but the boulder can. And if you roll the boulder over the plant, it opens up that path for you, which I thought would be kind of a cool little challenge. The other thing I thought would be cool is to have some sort of animal in the game, probably like a mammoth. And if you roll the ball and it goes in a certain path, like maybe next to the mammoth or on top of the mammoth, it actually will hit it and make it go in a 90 degree angle, which would be kind of cool, I think. And then honestly, one of the things that I thought when I first started, I made the grid 16 by 16 and it just seemed really big. So I scaled it down to eight by eight and that actually ended up giving me a lot of limitation i felt like i was like running into a space issue when i'm trying to like design these puzzles so i might end up either you know sticking with eight by eight and then as you progress you know through like level 10 or something maybe it goes up to 12 by 12 and then up to 16 by 16 not really sure so just to kind of expand and play with these puzzles and everything and also you know like Manbeard Games was saying, his code felt really dirty for his game. It felt really dirty for mine too. Like the way that I have developed all the levels for for the game is one function that has a gigantic switch statement, and it passes in a level variable. Based off that level variable, it basically like redraws the map almost uh, cell by cell. So it's just really messy. I thought about using JSON or JSON and you know building the levels externally and then loading them in and everything. But as with a lot of this stuff with JavaScript, you have to think about how it loads. And I was getting a little bit hung up on the best way to load in a JSON object. Like even for the images and for the sounds and the font, you have to basically call a function that loads up these objects and like the execution of the program sort of pauses until 
the loading is complete and then it starts the game, which is kind of weird. And that, so I ran into a similar thing when I was trying to set up uh, JSON objects for my levels. And I think I was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And so I just didn't do it. <laughs> oh, another thing that was weird. I found out that nowadays browsers don't support the autoplay of music or sound when you load like a, a web page or whatever. And so like on my start menu, it doesn't have any music. It won't autoplay. The only way that music will autoplay in the browser is if it's triggered by a user initiated event. So like if they click their mouse and you have it set up to do that, or if they press a key down, whatever, which is just, I get why they do that. I hated going to websites and music would just play instantly, especially if it was like super loud or really bad. It was just annoying. But it seems like for a game, if you go to play the game, you know, it, it would make sense that they would allow you to load and play that music right away, but they don't. So that was kind of weird to get my, to wrap my head around as well. There's a lot of like tricky little browser things because browsers, I mean, they're super powerful. Part of the reason I'm digging into game development with JavaScript is like browsers are, I mean, now you're doing freaking VR stuff in, in the browser. It's crazy. Um, but there's a lot of other tricky stuff involved with browser game development because, you know, now there's all this like cross-site scripting stuff you got to worry about, you know, all these security precautions that you have to worry about that apply to other web development things that now also you have to consider when you're making games for browsers. So it's kind of weird, but um, I think that honestly, like using Canvas has made me a better web developer because I am I became much more familiar with JavaScript uh, over the weekend. It's almost like I did like a little JavaScript boot camp on my own, you know? So yeah, it's pretty cool. Also, wow, <laughs> I guess I can talk without Rhett being here. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, so moving forward, like I said, I'll, I'll be streaming later today, uh, probably in the next hour or so, just trying to hammer it out. And then uh, we probably have another OMG Jam. I think this is probably the last one for the year for 2018, but we'll have one probably early next uh, next year. You guys that are active in the Discord, if you have an opinion about whether we should do uh, competitive versus non-competitive, let us know what you think. Uh, somebody else in the Discord asked me, you know, when, when we'd find out who won. And of course I said, well, it's, we all won. It's non-competitive. Uh, <laughs> but I think that it might be kind of fun in the future, especially for people who are a little bit more seasoned uh, to make it exciting and, and kind of draw people in. So, and who knows, maybe by that time I'll have the, uh, the website up. We'll see. <laughs> feels like that's ages away from now, but got to keep working on the, on the web dev. Also, for, for those of you game developers who are pretty experienced, I kind of want to know your opinion, but I also will share mine. I think the opinion that you stick to a game engine um, and you get to know it really well, you know, to the point where you're super comfortable with it so that you can make like an awesome game. I think that that's a great opinion. And for somebody who, you know, is looking to make a, a genuine game development or genuine game product, uh, I think that's a very wise strategy. And that's kind of what I was 
leaning towards before, you know, when I was making my own game, I wanted to just master Unity. And honestly, when you look for game development jobs, like if you look on job boards, most of them advertise for Unity uh, experience. So if you don't know Unity, like go learn Unity. But uh, <laughs> but I will say that after I kind of hit my little series of depression, being open to dabbling with other game engines has been very beneficial for me. It's taught me a lot about game engines in general because you start seeing patterns that all game engines have, like how to animate sprites and rotations. Hey, except for Canvas. Uh, (laughs) But for one thing, it's nice just having a little bit of flexibility trying new things out because if you just try one once and you stick to it and you never go back to something else, you never know what else is out there. So you don't know what you like and what you don't like. So it's nice to get a different perspective. It's also a great challenge because you have to take, you know, concepts that you're somewhat familiar with already and try to apply them in a new way. And again, maybe you find out that one way just makes more sense to you over another way. And the other thing is that for me personally, like it is a big struggle switching to another engine. Like as evidenced by Slap Happy Scientist, my first Pico 8 game, changing engines, especially for a game jam, is extremely difficult and you may fail. But if you're willing to put yourself out there, especially during a game jam, I think it's a great time to just have this really focused amount of time where all you're thinking about is is building a game and learning that new engine or framework. It's a, it's a great way to learn. Like I said, it's kind of like a boot camp that you're putting on for yourself for one of those game engines. And I think overall, since you're learning something new, it ends up making you a better game developer. And I can say after going from Unity to Pico 8 to Canvas, that I'm pretty confident that I could pretty much pick up any game engine and now make a game in it whether I want to do that, you know, slowly over a couple of weeks or trying to just blitz it out during a game jam, I'm pretty confident that I can do it. And because of that, like I feel a lot better about myself. I feel like I'm a much better developer because I'm, you know, able to prove to myself that I can do it. You know, and for OMG Jam 4, I made Fruit Loot, which honestly I still think is probably the best game I've ever made. And it was made in Pico 8, which I didn't really know that well. I think that was actually only my second game, maybe, with Pico 8. I'm not sure. But, you know, it's like putting you in this other kind of restricted little spot in time <laughs> where you have to just get out and perform. You know, and then for, for this last one, OMG Jam 5, picking up Canvas, I, I really thought about doing Phaser, but I think that the game I made with Canvas... Uh, Rock and Rolling Rocks is probably up there for one of the best games I've ever made as well. So I guess all I wanted to say with that is don't be afraid to to try a new engine. It was really cool seeing a bunch of people in the Discord trying Mono Game and you know other engines like Flippo. Flippo made bag. I think it's called Bag Monsters <laughs> uh, using Mono Game, and he hadn't used that before, which is freaking awesome. And now it's like you know. He has experience with another engine and, and probably understands a key component of game engines a little better. So 
just wanted to, to mention that as well. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. So hopefully for future jams, if you guys aren't like tied into your own like big project with Unity or whatever, like try another game engine sometime. It's a lot of fun. And that's the other thing. Like it, it was cool. Like, of course, I want everyone to join OMG Jam because we're putting it on and I'm really passionate about putting on this game jam and I really want everyone else to be passionate about it too. But that being said, I think it's really cool too that a lot of people like Zivix, Dredusa in the Discord, like they have the willpower to say, you know what? I have a, a main project I'm working on. I don't want to be distracted. So I'm going to pass on this game jam. Even though, you know, everyone in the community is like, not everyone, but a lot of people in the community are doing it. I think that's really cool too. It shows the maturity of those developers and just the passion they have for building great games. So kudos to you guys as well. I don't have any hard feelings about you guys missing the the jam. And it's always awesome seeing all the work you guys are doing as well. So, oh boy, (laughs) that was pretty much my weekend. Um, yeah, I want to hear more about your guys' experience. Make sure you go out and you play each other's games. Leave some ratings and reviews, as My Secret Weapon said, uh, because that really helps people out. I know, like, if you make a game and you put it out into the world, especially when it's like this communal event, hearing crickets, hearing nothing, doesn't feel that great. So make sure you, you try other people's games, even if you do like five, you know, play five and then rate and review all five. Give them some positives and, uh, you know, things you liked about the games and uh, suggestions for improvement. You know, because that's that's why we're all doing this is to become better game development, uh, game developers, have a lot of fun. And the best way that, you know, you can improve is is by doing the jam, but also by getting feedback. So make sure you, you give some feedback and and stay positive. Don't be rude about it, which I don't have any doubt that anybody in here in our community would be would be rude you guys are all cool but so that's kind of the wrap for the game development stuff i wanted to talk about the other thing we have going on today is monday november 5th tomorrow is the midterm election for 2018 uh rhett and i've already talked about this a little bit but if you have to do in-person voting make sure you go do it it's really important to get out and vote for what you believe in otherwise you know, the world is going to change in a way that you probably don't like. So uh, and it's hard because especially in today's age, you kind of feel powerless. There's there's so many people. Uh, the powerful continue to get more powerful. And we, us plebs, feel like we have less and less power. But the uh, the system is designed for us to, to go out and vote. So make sure you, you don't miss that chance. Like if I hadn't voted in the last election uh, and Trump got elected, <laughs> I would have been so mad at myself. I mean, even like Oregon's for sure going blue, although our governor's race is apparently pretty close. And also screw you, Phil Knight, for donating $5 million to the Republican candidate. Sorry, I'll let my uh, partisanship come through here. But... It makes me not really want to support Nike and not support U of O, honestly, since he kind of like is all of the power and money behind U of O. But anyways, yeah, I would have been pretty upset with myself if 
Donald Trump was elected and I didn't vote. Um, so, so don't make that mistake. You got You got to get your voice voice out there. So, uh, lastly, as you guys know, we've been trying to kind of take care of some of these cats around our apartment complex. We got traps for them. <laughs> There's these long uh, cage kind of things that have this little plate trigger on them. And you put the food in the back and they'll walk over the, the trigger and it'll trap them in there. So we're working with a couple people from one of our cat shelters, local cat shelters, to line up you know, the dates that we're going to try and trap and then getting them to and from the the vet to be spay and neutered and vaccinated and stuff. So, um, this, this last week we've been kind of training them. We got the, the cages out there and put the food in the, the cage. We don't have the traps set up to trigger, but it's like, <laughs> I feel so bad because these cats are like trusting us more and more and <laughs> all to be tricked basically. But you know, it's, it's for their good. Um, it was really cool seeing them. Some of them at first were super scared, but one of them we call him gray and white. Gray and white just like goes right in. He's like, I don't care. I'm hungry. You know, just like gets right in, like doesn't care how deep the the food is. <laughs> uh, so he'll probably be the first one to get caught. But a couple of the other ones are, are warming up to it. So I think we're going to be the next probably two or three weeks. Just as my dad would say, we're just going to be nailing them. Uh, we're going to be catching kitties left and right and getting them healthier and all that jazz. So I will say on that note, uh, as I get older and older, I think all of us are just kind of searching for meaning, you know, and it's hard, especially in these times when everything just seems so negative. (laughs) We just constantly hear about the world being doomed. Like it's really hard to feel like your life has meaning and you're doing something positive. And honestly, like I've said this before, but being a part of Game Dev's Quest, uh like <laughs> we don't always offer the most like enriching content, but just being a part of this this group, this community um over the last 2 years has really enriched my life like getting to know all you guys and seeing so many passionate developers who are happy to help help each other out is just so cool. Um, so that's really helped me. I'm glad glad you guys are all involved, and I hope that you know the little bit that we can provide you guys also is is a little bit positive and a little bit enriching for you. But if you're like me and you you still kind of feel like it's not enough, this whole cat situation was pretty unexpected for us. Like I didn't expect to. <laughs> be taking care of six cats outside of my apartment while I have two on the inside. Like that's crazy. But like already within like the last three weeks or whatever that we've been feeding them and stuff, you can see them like their, their fur getting thicker and healthier and they're not quite as scrawny and sad. You know, it just feels really good to be doing something and seeing the change that, you know, that you're, helping cause. So I guess all that being said too, like don't forget that a lot of what makes life rewarding is helping. I was going to say people, but just helping uh, other beings, you know, for, for me and my wife, it's 
uh, animals. We really like value animal life and we uh, are just so sad about all the animal suffering that, that goes on around the world. And so being able to have something tangible where, where we're actually helping these animals that no one cares about, you know, it feels really good. And like I said last week, they probably won't get homes, but at least we know that while we're here, we're going to be um, helping them get healthier and, and more stable. And then we can, you know, kind of like put them on a path going forward to have at least a life that's not constant suffering, you know? So whatever it is you're passionate about outside of of making games, like don't forget about that. If it's volunteering at like a homeless shelter, like uh, feeding the homeless or like, you know, going to your church and, you know, volunteering there, whatever it is, like definitely don't forget about it. If you don't know what it is yet, like do some exploring. Google things that are going on in your area. Honestly, just read a lot of nonfiction too. Like that's that's a lot of what has kind of brought me to where I'm at today and has, has kind of changed my beliefs over time is just reading a ton of nonfiction, learning a lot more about the world, learning about other ideologies that I had no idea about beforehand. Because if you only stick to what you know, like I said, with game development, like the opportunity for growth is just vastly diminished. So do things that you're not interested in. See what happens. Your interests might change. That's what happened to me over time. You know, like for the book club, we're reading all about feminism. That's not something that I'm like <laughs> really interested in, really. But I I realize it's important and I want to become a better man. And I think by reading, you know, things that I'm unfamiliar with, getting different perspectives, I will grow and become more enriched as a person. So... All that being said, go out there, find your passion. I mean, a lot of us are really passionate about game development, and that's great. Uh, great, but like sitting in front of a computer for eight hours a day, or like me, probably fourteen hours a day, there's room for other stuff, and it's hard to not forget that. So, especially after like this insanely hard week or weekend of. 27 hours of game development and I'm sure you guys are right there with me take a step back now take a break damn uh, <laughs> but also you know think about things other than game development for a little while and and try to find another thing that you're passionate about that can really like make a positive change in the world so uh yeah that's that's all i really got for today i don't know if i said it already but i got some interesting stuff lined up for the next couple of weeks while Rhett is gone it's gonna be kind of weird but here we are I, I somehow managed to talk for 40 minutes uh but yeah i'm excited i got a couple other people who are gonna be on the show with me we're gonna act like one of us is Rhett, <laughs> and uh hopefully have some good conversation so stay tuned guys uh, thank you so much to everyone who participated in the One Mechanic Game Jam 5. It's a lot of blast, a lot of, a lot of blast. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we're really happy that all of you guys participated. So if you guys want to follow us on Twitter, you can at, I guess it's at GameDevsQuest. Uh, email us gdq at airpodcast.com. 
join our Discord, start the conversation. We had a lot of fun for the One Mechanic Game Jam, just with everyone who is super active and involved. Uh, you can join it, bit.ly forward slash GDQ Discord. I think there's some new Humble Bundles up this week. You can support us a little bit by going to bit.ly forward slash GDQ hyphen humble and pick up a, a humble bundle or just a game or anything. A little bit of your purchase will go to us. Otherwise, I think that's all we got for this week. Cue that music.